Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of the Euro Trip. It is episode two in 2022. I am Rob. James, hello. Hello. Uh, wonderful to be here. Yeah, episode two of 2022 and there's two of us i was just trying to continue the two theme it was wasn't really worth it was it no it wasn't because i've got nothing else to (laughs) offer you what we did learn last week is that i got a very useful gift over christmas as we helter towards helter is that word hurtle towards turin uh i got an italian phrase book and i brought you some really useful phrases last week including such things as I think something on the lines of James, I've lost my glasses, which I think was how we ended last week's <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah, if you're a new listener, that's the sort of excellent stuff you've got to look forward to. Uh, do you want to pick another number? We'll see what we get today. Yeah, I can't remember which number I picked last week. So let's try page number 37. You flick through to page number 37. Okay. Ooh, bit of page ASMR there. Ooh. Ah, uh, 37 uh, is all about the past. Okay. Um, so uh, we can have uh, the phrase, I don't know why you would say day before, I well, know you might say the phrase day before yesterday, I suppose. Um, would you like to know how to say last night? That would be, that would be crucial for a lot of Eurasian fans, especially if there's a national final on, they want to ask, what did you watch last night? So you would say, well, you wouldn't say, what did you watch, would you? Presumably, you know the rest of the Italian before you get to that <laughs> point. Uh, but last night is... Uh, Yeri Notti. That's easy. Yeri Notti. Well, there you go. We've learned yet another Italian phrase that'll be crucial for us as we gear up for Turin 2022. That's right, everybody. You don't need to worry about buying yourself one of these phrase books because for the next however many weeks it is between... Oh, not another countdown. However <laughs> many weeks it is between now and Turin. We'll, uh, we'll just work our way through this little thing, shall we? Anyway, it's time to get on with things. It's time for the Euro trip. As you know, Alessandro always said, take it away. Hi, we are Tavi Otaka Magnet, and you're listening to Eurotrip. I don't close any doors. I love Eurovision, I love the festival, and it will always be a part of me. That night, I found myself live on Russian state television for, for Russia's Song for Europe. I said to Joe, send BBC Teenage Life. Maybe two weeks later, I was at a press conference, and I was on Making Your Mind Up. Everyone was like, Eldar. Come, celebrate with us. The end of filming, they put honey on my face and I needed to be, you know, sexy with this honey on my face. Hi there, my name is Martin Estudal. I am the executive supervisor of the Eurovision Song Contest. You are listening to Eurotrip. 
Hello and welcome to the Eurotrip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast with me, James. Me, Rob. And this week we are joined by our very first artist of Eurovision 2022. Very exciting. We've gone early. It wasn't until a few months into 2021 that we brought you our first artist from uh, from Rotterdam. So we've, we've gone early on the podcast this year, but very excited to be joined by the first of our guests from Eurovision 2022. The first of many, of course. They already know they are going to Turin. But, James, we will also be hearing from another group who are hoping to join them. Yeah, it's safe to say over the last seven days there has been a group who is hoping to represent a country that has made the headlines. It's got everybody talking. It's Citizerni from Latvia. They're going to be taking part in Supernova in a few weeks' time. And their lyrics to their song, Eat Your Salad, has gotten everybody talking. If you haven't heard the song yet, and you're wondering whether it's a novelty song or whether this is actually a serious venture, well, here's lead singer Yanis with an answer for you. We are actually really serious about all of this, right? Uh, even Even though the packaging might uh, seem funny and funky and outrageous to some uh for us it's all very real right uh it is a good song in our opinion uh it has a funky lyric and our goal of course is to win supernova cannot wait to hear more from them but we are doing things a little bit differently this week and we are going to kick off in style because in just a second we'll be joined by benjamin casper and dominica the very first guests joining us from the Eurovision class of 2022. So you're listening on Acast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is the Eurotrip. This is indeed the Eurotrip podcast and let's get straight to it because this is super exciting. We are joined by our first Eurovision artists of 2022 to kick off the podcast. We have got the guys from We Are Domi. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah, we're great. Yeah, thanks for having us. How has the last few weeks been since you won the national final? Has life been pretty mad ever since then, I guess? Yeah, I mean, it's a big change for us. Um, I mean, our last, when, when did we last play a gig as well? I don't even no it's just a few i don't know like yeah it's ago. going like from a year of covid and not much interaction with the uh, people at all yeah. it's crazy to go from that to just hundreds of messages all the time and yeah, actually crazy. having to reply to lots of things and it's very like zero to 100 for uh, in no time so that's it's really cool can you take us back to that moment when you won the national final in the Czech Republic. Can you remember where you were? What happened when you were told or you found out that you were going to be the guys who were representing uh, the Czech Republic in 2022? Yeah, so actually the, the, like the delegation or like the team here for Eurovision, they got us all into like this event space where there was a workshop going on uh, before, like a music workshop. So some people from the workshop, they stayed behind and watched it live with the finalists. Um, and it was live on the Eurovision YouTube channel. So we didn't know that until like right like on the day. We had no idea. We were kind of confused. Like, are they only going to invite the top three? Are they going to only invite the winner? Are they going to invite like all the people that didn't win into like one venue? <laughs> so we were kind of like on edge the whole time. Um, but yeah, so it was like this uh, event space. And then we all together watched it um, kind of with the rest of the world on the on the live video back to the moment when we actually won uh that was pretty insane it was pretty mental to since of course when when we got announced then the song started playing i saw she was crying (laughs) he was sitting there like trying to like it's fine i guess (laughs) i was i'm i'm not sure the the feeling i had was i don't i kind of want to not Did you punch, want to punch me? No, 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 no. But I, I, I'm just uh, thinking back to the video when I was like shaking you guys, like, we did it! <laughs> <laughs> We weren't mentally stable at that point <laughs> because it's been like 10 days 
we saw the other artists, their marketing plans were so, so good. All of them put so much effort into it. Yeah, it so was a wave of when, emotions. And, and to be honest, uh, when I was walking towards the venue, I was like, it's fine if we didn't win, we gave it all. Uh, let's just go and enjoy it. And if this is the last day of Eurovision, that's fine. If we win, that's fine. So I had kind of come to it, like if we don't go further, that's fine. Uh, but when we actually won, it was it was such a cool moment. Um, of course, we've never been in Eurovision, and we just get all this like we're gonna make sure you got an amazing journey, and uh, loads of other artists that has been in Eurovision say like really enjoy it, guys. It's fantastic. So yeah. I think every day we realize something more is gonna happen. Like the pre parties, for example, that suddenly we get a message like, oh, you're gonna play in this country, and yeah. we're like, oh. Cool. We've never played there before. We've never been in that country, or you can't say where yet. No, no, I'm, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I, we we can't say where, but um, so so that is pretty cool. And to be fair, we we don't know yet what's gonna come, and that's what's super exciting about it. It's just opportunity on opportunity, and of course, we're not used to that in uh, in during this time in in COVID times. Take us back to the very, very beginning of, of you guys coming together as a band, because I was delighted to find out, and I'm sure James was as well, that you guys formed when you were here in the United Kingdom. You're all you're all up in Leeds, uh, is that right? Leeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leeds. Leeds, Leeds. Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> we all lived in Leeds for like six, six five years. years, five and six years. Yeah. And we went to the Leeds College of Music, which is now called Leeds Conservatoire. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we just formed as a band to play like for Dummies Recital. Yeah, we um, actually just found uh, the message that I, I sent to Ben. And it's like a really formal, cute message like, hey, um, it would be really cool, like super like naive me. Like I was like 20, 19, 20 or 19 at the time. And I was like, hey, um, so I was just wondering if you would maybe want to help me out with my recital at the end of the year. It's like super cute and formal, like compared to like now when we text, it's just like, Hey, meeting. Yes. Cool. <laughs> See you. <laughs> like, or like, it's just like such a different like vibe because obviously we didn't really know each other yet. And we, like, we're just getting to know each other properly. Mm. Um, and that was like back in, we found. That was in 2016. 2016. But we played that recital and then I think we didn't like really go for it straight away, but we had like some rehearsals and like, yeah, we're making some cool music together. Let's keep it going. Yeah. And then around late 2017 we started working really hard like let's go for this yeah let's like maybe release a single and see what happens and then like 2018 is when we released our first single and that's when we were like okay we're like a concrete band now we can start maybe to like think about gigging and stuff mm. and but then... still yeah we since we were in music uni we me and casper played in like 10 different bands at the time so we didn't like have that much time to really focus all our effort into this until COVID, then we, because <laughs> then we all lived together in a, in a house together. And then we just, that's all our effort went into making music as a band, as a, mm -hmm. as a, yeah, we were yeah. two more people at the time, but two uh, more people at the time, yeah. eventually people left us, <laughs> <laughs> just us. Ben, be honest. Did you, did you ever think about not replying to Domi's message? That very first message. <laughs> like it's a small uni. That... No, because we met at the Halloween no. party. <laughs> that was such a cool, like, no. We met at the Halloween party a few days before that message, and we talked about that she was really into Aurora at the time. And as a Norwegian, of course, I was as well. And uh, I knew she wanted to make something along those lines. And I was like, cool, that's exactly what I want to do as well. So let's try it. But didn't we Google her? And then we found the Czech Got Talent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we watched it in the living room. That's that's my first impression of Dominika when she was 15. 15 and singing in Czech Got Talent. See, we forget about that. We need to just like let that go into the past. No, everyone that listens, everyone that listens, check it out. I feel like this is yeah. some sort of therapy session for you guys at the moment. Just bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> We're all just like, <sighs> yeah. James, if your next question isn't about the Halloween party, are we really, really disappointed? Yeah, I was going to ask, what uh, costumes were you all wearing at that Halloween party? That is the only question I want to ask right now. I was a hippie. I don't know. I, I always, every single year, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go so full out on Halloween. 
and then I never do it, and then I do like such a cop out and just go as a hippie, so which was like mm. not thought through whatsoever. Yeah, I'm pretty bad at uh, hello. I always have big, <laughs> big really ideas. Bad. I had one good costume once where I had like a yeah. teddy bear, but yeah. never mind. Yeah, at that time I just went like I don't know a ghost or something. You, you always do it in the pre drinks. You just come to the pre party, and then a girl is having makeup, and then just draw like a horse. I like some of those. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You went I, at that party. Were you at that party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> either, either I was uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost, obviously. Obviously. Or I was uh, Viking. Uh, since it was the first uh, few months, we actually, when we moved to, to England, uh, and of course, being a Norwegian there, um, you get, the point. Yeah, yeah, either, <laughs> either, either like a black metal artist, Viking, or Casper the Friendly Ghost. I want to go with Casper the Friendly Ghost. I don't even know how we're going to get from this back to Eurovision, but we'll try anyway. So, <laughs> so obviously you guys mentioned that really, this sounds strange to say, that it was COVID that gave you the chance to, to properly work on your material and work on new music. So just, I suppose, how intense was all living together during the pandemic? Was it music every hour of the day just to keep yourselves entertained? No, to be fair, it was very comfortable living together. Like we never had a fight and we didn't like push ourselves like, okay, let's do music all the time. Like I lived in the top floor and I had like view to the garden we had and I could see them too, like lying there doing yoga for an hour. And then <laughs> that was nice. That's the yoga so Casper nice. was like tanning for two hours. Oh yeah, then... tanning all day. Casper was like, <laughs> I will get a tan. <laughs> so how did this song for Eurovision come about then? Because uh, a lot of people tend to go to these songwriting camps. Some artists tend to just do this in their own time. Which approach did you guys take? Was it a songwriting camp? Uh, yeah, it was a songwriting camp, but we didn't go to the songwriting camp to write for Eurovision in the first place. We just went there to, because we've never been to a songwriting camp before and we got invited to go like three days before the camp. Well, we didn't get invited. <laughs> we did. It wasn't an invite. It was basically, we were, okay. Didn't we get invited? Okay, I'll say how it was. Okay, okay. Good news. Okay, no. Um, it was basically that we were... Baggots. We were thin. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's because we're quite, we were, we moved to Czech Republic uh, back from uni like a year and a half ago. So we didn't know much about like the community here. And then we were speaking to like um, Albert from Lake Malawi. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of like mentioned like, oh, by the way, uh, there's this songwriting camp. It's probably fully booked out. And we were already talking about your vision. Right. We were already speaking about your vision, but it was like so last minute. And I was like, okay, well, there's no way they're gonna like take in more people. So I uh, called Yun, yeah, and I was like, hey, we're thinking about like uh, sending a few songs to Eurovision and we heard like amazing things about the camp. Like if there is space, like me and Bedwin would love to come, but completely understand if you can't find like another space for us. And then super last minute, he was like, okay, you can, you can come. But you mentioned that Eurovision was, was already on your minds then. Your thought process was already thinking about Eurovision at that point. So has Eurovision always been something that you guys have watched, you've been interested in? I properly got into Eurovision because actually like the Eurovision hype wasn't that big in Czech Republic when I, uh, like, when I was like a teenager growing up here until Mickey Josef um, went into Eurovision in 2000. 18 2019 18 18, yeah. 18 because he went to the same school as me so he was in the year below me and we were i would say like friends um or not like not super close i don't know for some reason like the year below and the year okay i don't want to take a, like high school drama <laughs> basically like we were friends we were good we're still friends um and when he got in i of course, like my whole school and like everyone around in like the community, we were I, like, that's when I properly, properly got into like Eurovision. Yeah, and then of course, like Lake Malawi, we're friends with, with the boys. And then Benny, of course, like that's when we were already living together. Sorry, not together, but here in Prague. So we actually watched that together. We got like a bunch of friends to come over and we had like a little Eurovision party.
can't remember when it was, but it was like half a year before the songwriting camp or something. We did a split gig with Lake Malawi in another city in, in Czech. And they then talked about like the whole experience and they were like, oh, you guys should definitely go for it. Yeah. And they talked about how much fun it was. And I think since that day we were like, yeah, we want to do it. So the song you've ended up with lights off. There's one big question that I must ask about that. And it's for you, Casper, because the way you play the guitar with anyway. the <laughs> I, you know, I didn't study music and lead, so maybe I'm, you know, not the best to ask about it, but you can probably answer it better. What on earth is going on there? Well, that is me uh, doing my masters in my bedroom, experimenting with the guitar. <laughs> no, so, so, no, 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 but, but that's, that's how it is. It was during, uh, during my bachelor. I remember I started, uh, since, you know, you're at a university with, loads of great guitarists um, and you want to get all the freelance work of course uh, you want uh, so you want to kind of bring something to the table that none of the other guitarists are doing uh, it's just it's just a business plan no that, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, no so I, I started playing that bow guitar since I remember seeing Jimmy Page when I was a teenager just he didn't play too much he was more like smacking the guitar with delay and it's it sounds really powerful I know Sigurdos uh, from Iceland is playing with a bow, but they're all playing on the six string guitar and just on the E string or the thickest string. Um, so as you know, when you're at college, you got loads of time, uh, of course, to study as well, but also to experiment. And so I took one guitar that I didn't use too much and I wanted to make it into a cello since I love cello. Um, it's uh, one of my, or probably my favorite instruments. Um, so I want to make it into that. And of course I got loads of pedals so I could manipulate the sound a lot. Uh, so it's been something I've been doing for yeah, many years now. And uh, it's always been fun playing it live, uh, playing it on stage since I always get so much attention, more attention than Dominica. proper social media stalk of your Instagram just before we chatted and you put on there already that you are thinking naturally about your staging for Turin. How much mm -hmm. thought has, has started to go into to what that performance might look like? Well, loads of thoughts, <laughs> definitely, but nothing, nothing fully concrete yet. No. Like we're experimenting with all the thoughts that come up. We're just brainstorming and then we're going to shape it more in but yeah. we've had some meetings with some people and we are definitely starting to get something yeah but, yeah and it's also nice seeing uh what uh what like the fans kind of want to see as well in a way like i kind of feel like they get it like they kind of get like what we're also feeling so hopefully we don't let you guys down no it seems and, but i don't think so i think it's gonna i think I think the, the, the fans are going to see something that they're going to be happy with, but I guess that's as much as I can yeah. say. Yeah. We're still brainstorming. We're still working on the concept. We're still like working because uh, that, that was kind of the lucky part uh, for Czech Republic is that we kind of got like a head start in, in that area. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's coming together for sure. For everyone that is watching and listening, we see your comments since uh we don't or we we know a few things about eurovision of course but these people who are commenting and saying like i've been watching eurovision for 11 years i think they should do this we're actually taking all of the advices yeah. commenting on our youtube video etc and we're like oh you got a really good point we're reading through all of it so if you got any ideas please comment uh somewhere where we might read it um yeah. Uh, definitely on the YouTube video. Uh, yeah. We'll definitely read it since, especially when I see something Eurovision in their uh, YouTube name. Yeah. Since then I'm like, okay, these they guys, they they, these guys have been watching for a long time. They know. We are Domi. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us here on the Eurotrip. And we wish you the best of luck with your in. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you so much for nice having us. This is the Eurotrip. 
When you aren't listening, you can find us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. Wonderful to have our very first Eurovision artist of 2022 here on the Eurotrip. A big thanks to Dominika, Casper and Benjamin for joining us. And you hear from them there, don't you, that they are listening to us. They're listening to the fans. They want your input. They're reading all your comments. So keep them coming in for them. And maybe you will inspire their staging in some way as they get prepared for Turin in a few months' time. Yeah, I was trying to think as to what advice I could give them, naturally, from all of my experience on stage, which is limited exclusively to when I played... What did I play? I think I played a... I played Simon Cowell in a school play once. (laughs) Did you? Well, interestingly, I played either Ant or Deck, and I can't remember which one it was. Can I assume that your brother played the other one? Yeah, absolutely. It was a no-brainer, wasn't it? (laughs) That was a bit of unoriginal casting, wasn't it? (laughs) Uh, what advice have I got for them? Um, don't wear really high trousers, which naturally you had to do when you were playing the role of Simon Cowell, as I found, because it's actually <laughs> quite uncomfortable after a while. Um, so yeah, that's my advice to Benjamin, Casper and Dominica. Just don't wear particularly high trousers. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be taking sure that on board. Uh, but it was great to have them on the podcast. And one of the best things, I think, is that they spent so much time in Leeds. And part of the chat that we didn't include there, just because we spoke to them for so long, uh, was trying to get them to tell us some of their favourite phrases that they've learned while being in Leeds. I'm trying to remember, I think uh, Benjamin was the one who just said he just loved hearing A-Up. He loved that, didn't he? Yeah, there was a lot of A-Up and a lot of all around love, that sort of thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think we should probably stop while uh, while we're doing the Yorkshire impressions because neither me nor James, as you may have noticed, are from Yorkshire. Yeah, let's uh, let's drop that there. But um, as we are Dommy, they were saying, get in touch if um, get in touch with those guys at least if you've got any uh, comments about their staging and any ideas about what they should be doing. Uh, but also if you've got any comments for us about the podcast, anything we're doing week by week, then don't forget you can get in touch with us as well. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. On the email, we are hello at EurotripPodcast.com. And don't forget you can head over to our website as well. Check out some of our exclusive stories, uh, one more of which we'll have very, very shortly as we speak to City Zerny from Latvia. You can head over to EurotripPodcast.com. mentioned there all the ways you can get in touch and we normally leave it till the very end james where you say leave us a review i want to say it here and see if it makes a difference if you like what you're listening to by the way leave us a review wherever you are listening because it's very helpful to help other people find us and yeah just let us know what you think i mean ideally it'll be positive if it's negative me and james might read it and have a little cry but i just (laughs) want you to know that that is the power that you hold, basically. You know, we are Dommy, they listen to your comments and your feedback, and so do we. Yes, we do. You've got full control of whether Rob is going to pick up the Kleenex or not. Wow, that sounded wrong, didn't it? I didn't even mean that. (laughs) You're telling me that wasn't deliberate. Honestly, that wasn't even deliberate. As soon as I said it, though, I thought, oh, no, that's wrong, isn't it? Oh, right. We have got far too much to crack on with on today's episode for us to even reflect on what you've just said there. And I think it's probably best for everybody if you give us, because that's what the jingle that you heard a short time ago now uh, signals. It's the Eurovision News, James. Yeah, let me get on with things then. I said last week, maybe, hopefully, optimistically, We won't have as much news this week. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Not for the next six weeks or so. As national final season gets uh, gets underway a little bit more. Uh, Let's begin with the Nordics. On Monday, NRK revealed the 21 artists competing in Melody Grand Prix, which kicks off this coming weekend. One name you might recognise is Christian Ingebrigtsen from boy band A1. Uh, He also wrote Ulrika's winning entry, uh, Attention, back in 2020. Rob will have a little bit more for you on that in just a second. In Finland, the seven artists who will compete in UNK have been released 
today. Uh, I've got no idea who they are because we're recording on Tuesday, uh, but hopefully you will know who they are as you're listening and we might have a bit of reaction to that next week. Uh, a quick one on Sweden too. New restrictions have been imposed in the country and SVT are currently evaluating options for Melfest, which kicks off next month. Uh, to the Baltics now, Lithuania kicked off 2022 national final season. Uh, at the weekend, 11 artists took to the stage with six qualifying to the semi-finals, including Erica Jennings, who represented the country as part of SCAMP back in 2001. Latvia has released the 16 artists who will take part in their selection show Supernova. Naturally, there's one act who is standing out and we'll be chatting to them in an exclusive interview a little bit later on in today's podcast. Also worth noting that a wildcard 17th act will be joining the competition. Voting for that is open online right now. And in Estonia, the broadcaster there, ERR, has revealed the semi-final split for the artists who remain in the competition. They include former Eurovision acts Art Lepland, Anna Selene, and Alina Nechayeva. In December, Malta announced the 22 artists who will compete in Malta Eurovision Song Contest, a very imaginative name for their national selection. Uh, Well, at the weekend, they released the snippets of each of the songs and announced the dates for the competition. The semi-final and the final will be taking place on the 17th and the 19th of February. And finally, the semi-final allocation draw is set to take place on the 25th of this month at the Palazzo Madama in Turin. This is the official handing over ceremony of the Eurovision Song Contest. So if it wasn't official already, even though it was, that will be the moment that we can officially say Eurovision is heading to Turin. Is that the the only moment we can officially say it? Because my goodness, we've said that a lot. (laughs) I don't know. That just seems like the official moment, doesn't it? You know, like when a footballer is rumoured to be moving to a new club and everyone's saying, oh, fantastic, we've got this new striker and it doesn't happen until he's holding up that shirt or that scarf inside the stadium. That's the official moment. It's like when they hand over the keys, isn't it? Eurovision that's the moment I do love it when they hand over the keys I mean don't ask me why I was watching the uh this this what do they call it is it the handover ceremony is that if you've just taken a big old gulp of water so I don't know if you're going to be able to answer me is it called the handover ceremony yeah it's the allocation draw slash the handover ceremony isn't it yeah no I was watching the one between Helsinki and (laughs) Belgrade the other day I don't know why Anyway, the keys were massive, as if they were like the actual keys for the town hall. Like you could just pop them in a lock the size of your <laughs> your head. Must be massive doors in these capital cities, wasn't it? Well, I mean, in Helsinki, I understand. It's probably probably a bit nippy. You've got to keep the draft out. <laughs> anyway, uh, talking to Scandinavia. Hey, see what we did there? It is time to have a bit of a chat about MGP 2022. Melody Grand Prix returns in Norway this weekend which is very very exciting and we have got the full lineup of the artists who are taking part this year some very very exciting names on that list it is safe to say so i thought let's get some reaction from norway from the brilliant guys at and i've got to say this properly because uh, as the scandies do they love pronouncing their syllables from the eurovision website esc norge very good i like that Thanks very much. He's also the president of, and this always trips us up, O-G-A-E Norway. It is Morten Thomason. So I hopped on a call with him as soon as the artists were released, and I asked what he thought of the lineup. I think we have quite a lot of interesting songs, quite a lot of good vocalists, so hopefully they can sing live also, not only live good in the record studio. And I hope that we might find a song that could take us a little bit higher than Tix took us to the 18th place, so maybe a top 10 placing could be in for us this year. Before we started recording, when we were just chatting beforehand, you said that you thought the quality this year was was quite high in terms of the artists that are on that list. There's, there's not a song that I think, oh, please, we cannot send that song to Eurovision. That would be too embarrassing. Everybody can be sent to Eurovision. Not everybody can do as well as the other songs, but... Uh, I like all the songs in some way, so everybody had, could have a chance in your Eurovision if they were sent to Torino. Let's have a look at, at some of the names, because I'm interested as to who you think we should keep an eye on. The names that kind of stand out for me, 
You've got Elsie Bay, of course. She wrote Witchwoods last year in last year's MGP. Uh, we've got Mira Craig as well, who wrote the 28, 2008 entry, of course, which was such an excellent Norwegian result at Eurovision. Yes. Uh, Frodo Vassal, I might be saying Frodo's name wrong. Is that correct? Frode Vassabri only is calling himself Frode as an artist. Frode, there you are. Well, Frode yes. was a backing... And he, he's been backing vocalist for the three last year for Norway. Yeah, absolutely. And then... And he's been um, on the Eurovision stage. And Christian Ingebrigtsen as well is, is from A1, of course, the band that... He is. The band that we all know. I mean, are, the, are those the names that stand out for you or are there any others? I also think uh, Subwoofers, Subwoofers are interesting. I know a little bit more about them than the rest of you because uh, they're the people behind the mask is still a secret and will remain so as long as they manage to remain secret. <laughs> so uh, there are some quite interesting people in that duo and Northkid, that uh, the, the vocalist there won a contest, singing contest in, in NRK two years ago. So he's a brilliant vocalist. Now, talk to us about the duo that you mentioned there, the duo in the masks, which are, you know, you know more than we do. And I know you can't tell us who they are, of course, but how big are they in, in Norway? Are they, are they a big act? Are they an act that the Norwegian public yeah, will know? Totally new, but the people behind them, people will know, but they're totally new. I'm, I'm going to try and get even more out of you and you're going to say no. Are, are, the, are the people behind the masks strangers to Eurovision? Who knows? I, you know, I've, I've been sworn to secrecy by, by, by so many, so I, cannot, I can't tell anymore. They, they're going to have those, that little secret until it's revealed someday. But uh, yeah, I've been strictly informed to not tell who they are. Looking at some of the reaction on social media that we've seen already, I know there's a lot of support for Elsie Bay's song, which we are going to see on Saturday. She's direct through to the final, but we're going to see it showcased yeah. in in the first semi-final. Do you think Elsie Bay has a lot of potential? If, if she were to get through even, you know, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves now, even if she were to get through in Turin. You know, that song quite a lot reminds of Bulgaria last year in a better version, I think, because it's, it's, I think she has a little bit more feeling in her performance. At, at least I hope she will have on stage. So I think uh, that's quite a nice song. It's, and I think it's very important this year to not come up with a hard rock song because everybody thinks, oh, they're trying to copy Monoskin. So maybe this is the year for a song. And I also get the arcade vibe from Elsie Bay's song. And she can deliver something like that on stage. That might come very well true. Certainly, if you're comparing it to Arcade already, we know what happened there. So that's uh, big <laughs> expectations, baby. Let's, let's, let's listen to it. Let's have a, a quick blast of, uh, of her song. Morton, talk to us about the format of Melody Grand Prix this year, because I think from an outsider looking in, sometimes it can be a little bit confusing. So what can viewers expect once the competition gets started? Because we have some acts that are in the semi-final, some acts are straight through to the final already. Yes, we have four semi-finalists. With a, and, and in addition, they will present one of the directly qualified songs. And of course, one of those song, four songs in each semifinal will qualify for the final. But after the last semifinal, there will be a radio show on the Monday of the 17th of February, where the 12 songs that didn't get through will have a new chance. And four of those songs will be in the last fifth semifinal, fighting for the last 10th last place in the final. Which, and the final will have, as, as I said, 10 songs. Morton, just finally, we, we had Stig Carlson on the podcast a few months ago talking about MGP, talking about Norway and his idea as to what their participation in Eurovision will look like. How happy have you been as, as the president of the, the Norwegian fan club, of course, and in the roles that you, the other roles that you hold about his role and what he's been up to? Do you think the future's in safe hands? Both yes and no. 
yes, he's, he's very dedicated and he is very good at bringing the right people into the mix in how to choose the songs. And the, among the right people is the fans. But also he has a lot of professionals. He has a lot of radio people judging the songs. So he takes input from a lot of sources to choose the songs. But on the other hand, he has, a, he has told me his goal is to win. And we have been quite far from winning since he joined this thing in 2017. So, I mean, if he, was a, if he, if he was a coach for a football team, he would most likely be close to being sacked by now because if he promised to win every year, he doesn't do it. I mean, we had a Norwegian being a coach in, a, in Manchester United, and you see how it went. He didn't, he didn't perform very well, well, so he was out, of it with, out, out the door with him. So he has to perform soon if he's going to make his dream come true. And uh, I'm not sure that he will have his dream come true this year, but I have to see the songs on stage with first. And of course, I have to see all the other competing countries, how they, what they sent before we can decide what, how the big chance Norway has in Eurovision. Morten, it's been so good to talk to you and I hope that you enjoy the next few weeks of MGP. Thank you very much for, for having a chat to us. My pleasure. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. That's right, this is the Eurotrip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast. Thanks again for joining us. And a big thanks to Morton as well for chatting all things Melody Grand Prix that, if you're listening on Wednesday, podcast release day, kicks off in just three days' time. Or two days' time if you're listening on Thursday. Or it's tomorrow if you're listening. I can keep going if you want. Or it's tonight. Or it was yesterday. Honestly, we could keep going forever and eternity. (laughs) There are some people that binge these podcasts like months in the... I was going to say in the future, but you know what I mean, in the month's time that it's not now listening back. So who knows? Maybe we've already got a winner of Eurovision 2022 by the time you listen to this. If we have, let us know. Who knows? Uh, Now then, before we get to our exclusive chat with Sittizani from Latvia, uh, Rob had a bright idea the other day. We're going to bring it to you right now. Such a bright idea that, I'll be honest, I forgot we were doing it this week, and I had every intention of giving you a very fun little jingle. Uh, Anyone that listened to Almost Live from Paris may know what I'm talking about when I say the, uh, the Junior Eurovision jukebox, that sort of vibe, you know what I mean. Because, ladies and gentlemen, for the next few weeks, while national final season is in full swing. And I know some of you got annoyed at at, at a tweet we put out this week, by the way, because we said that like nine weeks of national final final season starts from like this week. And everyone was like, oh, but what about FIC? And what about ESCZ? Yeah, obviously, we know they happened, but I would say that was outside of the normal run. That's outside of the usual season. Would you not agree, James? Yeah, and this was nine weeks solid. You know, FIC and ESCZ happened outside of a week ago. So this is nine solid weeks of national final season that were kicking off at the weekend. That's what it meant, honestly. Basically, we're, we were right and we were <laughs> wrong. That's what we're saying. But anyway, what am I talking about? Oh, yeah, national final season is in full swing. So therefore, we bring you, for the next few weeks, I'm going to sing the jingle this week. Oh, dear. It's the national final lyric of the week. do 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 Oh, well, I hope that improves for next week. <laughs> if you uh, can write a better jingle and you want to send it in so we can use it, you're more than welcome to get in touch uh, at your podcast on Twitter. If you uh, didn't, if you didn't quite pick that up, uh, national final jingle of the week. No, lyric, lyric of the week. What did oh, I say? He oh. doesn't even know what he's talking about. Basically, it's the, it's the national final lyric of the week. Every yeah. week, James is going to find a lyric that he thinks is funny, and he's going to tell us about it. Basically. <laughs> Yeah, I tweeted earlier in the week uh, about a couple of lyrics that I'd spotted in national final season. Rob said, here's another feature for the podcast. Yeah, so there was a couple. Uh, one from City Zerny, who we'll hear from a little bit later on. You all know which lyric that is. And if you don't, keep listening. You'll find out shortly. And there was also one from Melody Grand Prix as well, uh, which I'll just bring your attention to. Uh, if you don't like the name Keith, I'm a call you Jim. What a fantastic lyric that is. But that's not my favourite of the week. That will go for something that you may have missed. It comes from the Maltese selection. Uh, Malta Eurovision Song Contest. It comes from uh, Jessica Gretsch's song, Aphrodisiac. See where this is going. Yeah, I'll give a shout out to the songwriter as well, who's written these lyrics. Gerald James Borge. Uh, this is my highlight of the week in terms of national final season lyrics. To get to you... 
I learned to fly a plane. You're a piece of chocolate melting on my skin. Didn't disappoint, did it? That's why that feature will be returning <laughs> next week. Uh, James, one more time for us. To get to you, I learned to fly a plane. You're a piece of chocolate melting on my skin. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why we love Eurovision. This is the Euro Trip. Right then, let's move on from one ridiculous song lyric to another, because we're going to be joined by another hopeful for Eurovision 2022. Naturally, there's loads of artists hoping to represent their country at Eurovision this year. And last week, Latvia and Supernova released the 16 artists who were going to be taking part in their competition. And there was only one song that caught people's imagination, and that was Eat Your Salad by six-piece boy group Sittizerni. And it was for a particular reason. If you've heard the song, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't already, well, the very first lyric of the song, the very first line, is something that you'll never have heard before. So I thought I'd reach out to the band, and I did. I sent an email to the lead singer, Yanis, and earlier this week I was joined by him. Dagnus, Toms, Rhinus and Christianis, uh, the sixth member of the band, sadly had COVID and couldn't join us, but we had a lovely chat, the six of us nonetheless. And I began by asking lead singer Yanis, even though I think I know what the song's all about, for him to describe to us what the song is actually all about. So it's actually pretty simple. It's about uh, taking care about the environment that we're in. And uh, we saw that current efforts of uh, attracting young people to sorting their trash and to applying some vegetarianism or paying attention to what they're eating have not been as successful as we'd like them to be. So we thought, what would uh, attract their attention? And uh, sex attracts everybody's attention, right? So we tried to make it as sexy as we could. Who was involved in this songwriting process? Who were the ones who were writing the lyrics for this? Because it's definitely the lyrics that have gotten people talking. Yeah, so uh, the lyrics were written by me and by Dagnus. Um, I think that the, the, the first line, the one that everybody is talking about right now, that was, uh, yeah. that was done by me. <laughs> but, uh, but, but the thing I think there is that the, the, the interesting story behind it is how it came about, because uh, we actually did three camps, uh, songwriting camps, in which we wrote songs specifically for, uh, for Supernova, for Eurovision. And uh, this was uh, this was the song that was made on the last day, the last hour of the first camp. But still, it was in a, in a time where we didn't expect anything more to ha- happen. So uh, it's a nice accident that came about. Dagnus, was this the first time that you've ever thought about writing music for Supernova and obviously eventually uh, the Eurovision Song Contest? Yeah, yeah, it was the first time. Well, we're... Uh... We're not an old band. We exist for a year and a half, almost two years. So yeah, it was our f- first time we wrote in English and the first time we wrote for Supernova. Uh, before that, we worked only on our first album, which is in Latvian. So why did you go down the English route? Because that's one of the interesting things I noticed when I was scrolling through your Spotify earlier in the week. And I was looking in your album last year, it was all in Latvian, whereas this is in English. So what was the reason behind that? Our goal is not to be specifically a Eurovision band, right? But uh, we see Eurovision as a great trampoline for artists such as ourselves that come from markets in which there's a slightly underdeveloped music industry, if you might say that, right? Uh, for us, it's in, within our reach, it's only Latvia. So that's why the first album was uh, in Latvian. And of course, you have to first fight for your home turf and uh, then then you can go to, towards the outside. And we got some great success with the first album. Uh, actually, the nominations for the yearly musical awards, Zelta Microphones, are coming out tomorrow. So we're super excited about that. Uh, we know that we are in the, in the running for multiple nominations there as well with the album. And uh, we thought, what would be the next step for us? And uh, obviously, we're all still young and uh, we want to be the first Latvian band to make it outside of Latvia in quite a while. So uh, we thought that Supernova and Eurovision was a great way how to do it. And uh, I think the main thing why we applied now, because there was also some discussion, maybe we should do it next year, 
uh, we applied now because we actually have enough material to release an album as well. And uh, that's this kind of applying for Supernova and trying out Eurovision is uh, the first step towards getting there, towards uh, successfully releasing uh, an album in English by a Latvian band, which is, uh, which is not a small feat for us. Yeah, that sounds very exciting. You sound like you've got this all prepared. You've got a full plan <laughs> ready for 2022. Uh, Toms, can I ask you yeah. about Eat Your Salad, the song, of course, in Supernova this year. Can you remember hearing it for the first time or some of the lyrics that Yarnis and Darkness had, had written? And you remember thinking, what on earth is this? <laughs> you know, it's uh, it wasn't that uh, big of a surprise for us because in... Uh, for uh, people outside of the Latvian, maybe it could be for Latvians. I guess our audience know that in Latvian we write kind of uh, similar lyrics, but in Latvian, yeah, it's it's always a little bit uh, triggering, a little bit uh, weird. But uh, I would say it was also a little bit surprised that uh, Yanis uh, made this first line, especially. <laughs> you know, I think it's 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 what what we are doing. You know. We're trying to make these lyrics uh, stand out, you know. Instead of meat, I eat veggies and pussy. I like them both fresh, like them both juicy. I ride my bicycle to work instead of car. All of my groceries are divided by weight and stored in glass jars. Got my reusable bag, that swag, my flex, my flag. Zero waste, that is my jam, save fuel and sell your truck. The karma comes for free and so does luck. All aboard the green Titanic, let's sail the world and then cruise the Atlantic. No ice in the way, no need to panic. All the signs are there, let's go organic. Oh, when you eat your veggies, think of me. Darkness, I was looking online the other day and I found a website and it had a, a poll on it, a vote about who who's everybody's favourite song in Supernova this year. And you guys were second on the list. You were the second favourite. Were you expecting that when uh, when you were putting the song out there for everyone? Uh, well, when we first saw uh, which are our competitors, which were like uh, big groups in Latvia here. Uh, Band of the Deal Stories is the biggest uh, party music group for for now. And we were young, so we were like, oh, we're not getting there. We're not getting to Eurovision when we saw those names there. But uh, yeah, when, when we saw that we're second behind Aminata, it, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Now, Giannis, I've got... A couple of questions for you that are directly to you, given you're the one who's written this very first line of the song that's got everybody talking. Honestly, I've not seen anything on my Twitter, my TikTok for the last seven days, apart from people talking about this lyric. So, first of all, are you allowed to sing that in Supernova? Have the broadcaster said, yeah, that's fine, you can sing that lyric? Yeah, so uh, actually we have gotten a confirmation that we can do it in the local selections. Um, and, and the justification being that it's not necessarily explicit, right? It, it is cheeky, <laughs> but it's not necessarily explicit. So we have confirmation that we will be able to perform it in the local selections. Uh, regarding the large contest, well, uh, probably not, but we have a few, again, cheeky plans uh, how to circumvent that. But uh, we'll keep those to ourselves until, uh, until the national finals uh, are, have taken place. Oh, that's annoying because that was my next question. Naturally, what what's the plan if you get to Eurovision and Turin and they say, "Well, I'm sorry, you can't sing that lyric." Are you going to? I'm trying no, no, to. No, I up. mean, uh, the, the the thing is that we can't sing it, but uh, somebody else can. So that that's the answer that I'm willing to give for the time being. Oh, that's very interesting. Because there's always people who try and do sneaky things. I don't know if you remember, but Germany last year in Eurovision had this costume and it was just a middle finger that was up yeah. like this. Do you remember? <laughs> and they said they weren't allowed to do it. So they managed to have like a peace sign and they managed to put one arm down and it was still the middle finger. So, <laughs> you've got a feeling that you guys have got some things up your sleeve, which sounds very exciting. Do you expect to win Supernova? Are you hoping to win Supernova? What... What are you hoping for in this competition? I'm trying to get a vibe, and I can't quite tell what you're yeah. hoping for. So, so here, maybe, uh, maybe I'll try to answer that. We are actually really serious about all of this, right? Uh, even, though the, even though the packaging 
might uh, seem funny and funky and outrageous to some. Uh, for us, it's all very real, right? Uh, it is a good song, in our opinion. Uh, it has a funky lyric, and our goal, of course, is to win Supernova. Uh, but then again, if we have to concede to either Aminata or anybody else, uh, it's definitely not a bad thing for us uh, because, well, we are the youngest in the bunch, and that's both our pro and, and a con at the same time because Aminata already has a huge following, and uh, we are just we just released our first album, right? And uh, we're still working with our fans to establish this fan base that we're working towards. But at the same time, what the pro is, is that, uh, well, in the Latvian scene, there are very few bands that are paying a lot of attention to their live shows. And uh, we are all professionally trained musicians. Uh, and we have been doing this for quite a while. And we are known in the Latvian environment for doing great shows. Uh, so let's see how we, how we deal with this Eurovision task. And I think that after the first semifinal, that's, that's, when the, that's when the reality will hit in. And that's when we will understand what, what exactly are our odds and, and everybody else's. Yeah, I'm very excited to see what you guys look like on stage. You are right. It's a, it is a really good song. It's really catchy. It's got people talking. So no doubt you're definitely going to pick up at least a handful of votes in, in the semi-final <laughs> and then in the final. Uh, one last one from me. You guys can choose who answers it. What message do you have to all the people who are listening right now who may be in Latvia or maybe elsewhere across Europe and can somehow figure out a way of voting. What message do you have to those who will hopefully be able to vote for you in Supernova uh, in a few weeks' time? So firstly, keep on listening. And uh, secondly, consider taking our call to arms. Consider instead of meat, eating veggies and pussy. <laughs> I'll leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thanks for joining us here on the Eurotrip. It's been lovely to chat to you all. James, thanks for inviting us. It was, uh, it was nice. This is the Eurotrip. When you aren't listening, you can find us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. Well, that's, uh, that's something to think about, isn't it? As <laughs> you head towards your next meal of the day, everybody. An exclusive interview. Well done. Yeah, that was the first time I was speaking to them uh, before we started a chat. And I said, is this your first Eurovision interview? They said, yeah, they've not spoken about Eurovision with anybody else. And it's also the first time they've ever spoken to any international media. They've never done an English language interview either. So a bit, a bit of an exclusive for you here on the Eurotrip. Great to have them on board. And I think they're definitely one of the fan favourites. And if by some miracle Aminata doesn't win Supernova, I think they've got a very good chance of doing so in a few weeks' time. No, I'm honestly, I'm very impressed. It's great to great to have them on. Great to bring you another exclusive. It's been full of uh, been full of exclusives, haven't we, on the podcast this week? We are Domi's first interview since winning ESCZ, or their first feature length interview, and then uh, City Zenny as well. Their first ever interview. It's the sort of thing you get here on the Eurotrip. It is indeed, and it's almost time for us to wrap up today's episode, but you know the drill by now. Before we go, it's time to do the one-second song. We take it in turns each week to play each other and you, of course, the very first second of a Eurovision song, and all you've got to do is figure out what the song is, who the artist is, which year it took part in Eurovision, and which country it was representing. It's as simple as that. Now the scores, and I think this is correct, and again, Martin, I am sorry, we are going to fill in the spreadsheet, I promise. I believe it is currently uh, James 10, me 8, after I got two points last week. Yes, but it's my turn. It's always your turn as well, if you're listening. You get it every week. Both me and Rob only get 50% of these, so you should count yourself lucky. But it's me guessing this week. Uh, so for the first time, let's hear this week's One Second Song. Oh, I don't know. That sounds a bit Christmassy, if anything, actually. It's a really intriguing opening to a Eurovision song, that. One of the most intriguing one-second songs I think we've had. Wow, I really... I've got no idea on this. I'm going to listen to it again in a second, but honestly, I'd be surprised if I've actually ever heard that before. Let's take a listen again. Oh my goodness, I genuinely have no idea whatsoever. It honestly sounds like the beginning of a Christmas song. <laughs> I'm very, very excited whenever you say that you've got no idea, because I normally know that means that what is going to come in the not-too-distant future is you making up the name of a Eurovision artist and song title, which always goes down an absolute treat. 
Oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to try and figure something out here. Uh, normally, we try and link it to something that's happened on the podcast as well. So uh, what have we done? We've done stuff about Latvia. So I'm going to say Latvia because I can't think of many Latvian songs. So maybe by a stroke of luck, it's going to be something by Latvia. In terms of a year, when did Latvia debut? Late 90s or something? Was it 2000? It was 2000. So I'm definitely not going to go anything in 1990s. So let's say 2004... It was, we'll try and go down to some sort of Christmas theme here, because I genuinely think it sounds like a Christmas song. Uh, let's say Nicholas Benedetti, <laughs> it's not very Latvian, with Bells, Bells, Bells. <laughs> Shockingly, it is not Nicholas or Nicola or whoever you said, Benedetti with Bells, Bells, Bells. <laughs> It's of course, and everybody listening will be screaming at you, James. It is Denmark 2001, Rolo and King with Never Let You Go. never noticed that beginning of the song before. It's so weird in isolation, isn't it, that you just can't figure that out. Although maybe you did if you're listening at home. So yeah, there it is. Rolo and King, uh, Denmark, the runners-up from uh, Eurovision 2001. Denmark almost winning it two years in a row. Yeah, I'm really annoyed by that as well, because that is a big favourite of mine. I'm a really big fan of that song. So, oh, it's embarrassing, isn't it, when you get none. So zero points for me there, wasn't it? Zero points for you, so the scores remain. James 10, Rob 8. I will have a chance to take the lead next week, which is very exciting. But you mentioned earlier on, we always try and work out what the tenuous link to this week's podcast was, just for fun, just for fun. There's like a mystical bonus point that doesn't actually count towards the scores in it. So, any idea? So this was Denmark, in Denmark. We've not spoken about Denmark. 2001. Uh, 2001. This was Latvia's second year participant I've got no idea (laughs) right I'm going to try and remember without having written anything down so good luck everybody Uh, now at the start of the podcast we spoke to We Are Domi who are of course representing the Czech Republic at Eurovision in 2022 now the Czech Republic made their Eurovision debut in 2007 where they only received one point in the semi-final meaning they didn't qualify that one point came from Estonia now Estonia that year in 2007 were represented by Gurli Padar with the song Partners in Crime. Now, Gurley Padar's brother is, of course, Tanel Padar, who represented Estonia alongside Dave Benton and 2XL, who won Eurovision in 2001 with the song Everybody. Estonia's final 12 points in 2001 came from Denmark, who that year were represented by Rolo and King with Never Let You Go. That is absolutely ridiculous. And you're telling me you've got a full-time job that you somehow managed to squeeze into all this research that you do each week. Honestly, I've always been a big fan of the Wikipedia game, and I think that helped. (laughs) That was very, very impressive. Uh, Kudos to you. If First of all, you got the song and all the points, and then there's no way you figured that out. But if you did, feel free to get in touch. Kudos to me as well, by the way, for remembering all that on the top of my head. That wasn't even written down in front of me. I didn't even have like loads of tabs open. That was that was all up there, which is a miracle. There's not room for much up there, but apparently I seemingly managed to remember all of that. But yes, yeah, it's been so good to have you with us. So good to have you with us when we bring you so many exclusives. So many exclusives in just the one episode. The first ever interview from We Are Domi. The first ever interview from James. Citizerny. Citizerny, definitely haven't forgotten their name, who are in <laughs> Supernova, which is one of the best named uh, national finals, I think, as opposed to, what is it, Malta Eurovision Song 2022? Malta Eurovision Song Contest, yeah, they've become on, a guys. bit more imaginative. <laughs> Come on, they spent that budget on Spotify ads last year, didn't they? That's the problem. <laughs> 
Oh, well, let's leave it there, shall we? We'll be back again, uh, don't forget, in seven days' time with a brand new episode. But don't forget, in the meantime, you can keep in touch with us online. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. We always welcome your comments. We always love it when you get in touch. And you can do that as well on the email, hello at eurotrippodcast.com. And check out anything over on our website as well to read all of our exclusive stories. Uh, that is eurotrippodcast.com. And as well, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and rate us five stars wherever you listen to your podcasts. From me, James, it's goodbye. And from me, Rob, it's goodbye. I do need to hurry up because I've got that curry later. So, Oh yeah, big curry night. Big curry night. I've been craving this for ages. I might get two naans. Is that too much? I thought you were going to say two curries. That would be a bold move. You see that story the other week where Tom Cruise went to a restaurant somewhere, I think in Birmingham, and he ordered, like, the whole menu. No, I think he had one curry, he liked it so much, so got it again, and naturally, that's a headline story. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.